Welcome to Spirits Podcast, episode 48, College Ghost Stories with Jeffrey Gardner. Oh man, Amanda, this is throwing me back to some good, good college stories. You know what this is, Julia? It's just good old-fashioned ghost stories. It's just three people drinking, probably a little bit too much, and telling each other ghost stories. It's a great episode. It was awesome. Honestly, um, I haven't laughed so hard or had the chills as much as we did in this episode. Exactly. You have like tears of laughter. You have goosebumps from the stories. You have like stress sweating as you're thinking through stories of children and pools and lights. And guys, there's just so much here. There were some straight goosebumps in this episode. It's gonna be good. But first, we would love to welcome our new patrons, Elizabeth, Chrysor, Tamsin, Candice, Jordan, Emma, Jay, Addie, Ashley, and Julie. Oh, you guys are the swimmer, the Victor Crumb Swim Club members of our hearts. It'll make sense later, as they always do. <laughs> they always do. And as always, thank you to our supporting producer-level patrons, Catherine Charles, Deborah, Kimmo, MCF, Sandra Ryan, Phil Robert, Zoe Eeyore, Lindsay Sarah, Julie Dillon, Philip Chandra, DDLG, Neil, and Christina. There's so many of you now. I know. I wanted to do a little like iambic pentameter cadence to that, but it didn't really work. No. Um, and finally, to our new legend patrons. So these folks are going to be getting an actual physical package every single month with some stuff that we are loving at the moment. Maybe we'll get some like Victor Crumb Swim Club patches made up. That would be really cool. I know you love patches. I love patches. Bitches love patches. Uh, but we are so stoked to be sending out patches and packages next month to Leanne, Cassie, Cami, Shannon, Erin, and Ashley. Actually, we already decided what our first month is going to be. And let me tell you, it is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. And we'll be sharing photos for all the rest of y'all to see what you are missing out on. Yes. And it's also hell of exclusive. It is. It is. I'm excited for Limited it. Limited run, baby. Yeah, boy. Amanda, so I crafted the drinks uh, this week. Guys, don't let Julia make you drinks. Just don't. <laughs> she can pour you wine. She can't make you mix drinks. Listen, I'm very good at mixed drinks. I'm they just, just saying that they're super they're deadly. They're yes, deadly, they Julia. Are deadly. Like, you give me a gin and tonic is like, oh, here's a 24-ounce goblet. Half of it is gin, splash of tonic, lime, goodbye. Actually, three quarters of it is gin. You're right. The rest right. is tonic and You're lime right. juice. You're right. Uh, that would be a good like philosophical book. The rest is tonic. <laughs> <laughs> the title of my memoir. Thank you for that. Um, so we made black and golds this week. Oh, we sure did. Which is uh, a drink basically that was designed to be the drink of the Ohio Derby. I which, don't know how successful it was, but that's what the internet said. But uh, listen, it's rum and tequila and a couple of mixers, but not a lot of like mixers. Like ginger ale and grenadine, I think? Yes, which, that's it. I mean, I would drink all four of those separately, <laughs> but... the Truth be told, y'all, it went down too easily. Ohio, what are you doing? God Mixing bless rum and tequila. I mean, God bless you. I guess you have to drink those winters away somehow. Drink responsibly, kids. Uh, but black and golds, we are going to be including the recipe for our patrons in our enhanced show notes. It's real good. We hope that you've been enjoying Weekly Spirits and Creeptober. I know that we have had such a fun time doing all of this for you, and we can't wait to keep going weekly. If you like it too, it is really, really helpful for you to review the show on iTunes. We're getting close to 300. And if you just give us a nice rating, hopefully five stars, but whatever your heart desires, tell us a myth, give us a compliment, say stay creepy, stay cool in a comment. And uh, that would be really, really helpful in letting new folks find the show. Yeah, Apple Podcasts is really, really uh, into the ratings and review system. And it's a great way of letting new people find out about spirits because we show up on the charts and stuff like that when you guys rate and review. I just want to be number one billboard uh, podcast chart topping hitter Amanda McLaughlin. 
<laughs> Those are I a just, lot of words that I you just said. Kept going. I'm, I shoot for the stars. Uh, and if you've already reviewed us, uh, or if you don't have an iPhone or a computer with iTunes on it, you can tell a friend. You can tweet. Use Facebook. Text a friend. Just pause us right now. Pause my melodious voice. Text a friend who you think would enjoy the creepy, cool goodness that is spirits. And we would super appreciate it. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. We really love you guys. Thank you so much. Hang on to your butts. This episode is scary. It's real good. And enjoy Spirits Podcast Episode 48, College Ghost Stories with Jeffrey Gardner. Uh, Today we are joined by a very special guest, a guest we have been uh, talking to and hopefully we're trying to get on Spirits since the beginning. Really? Um, this yeah. is Jeffrey Gardner, who is the executive producer for Our Fair City, which is an amazing audio drama. You've heard us talk about it on the show before. If you haven't gone to check it out, you should check it out now. Jeffrey, welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so, so excited to be here. Uh, we're excited to have you, man. And I'm showing up to listen to stuff, <laughs> as I always do. So what, Jeffrey, are we going to be talking about today? Uh, we are going to be talking about the ghost stories of Gambier, Ohio. Oh, is it a hometown stories one? It, it is. Yes. Yes. Those you are know our favorites. We love those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, Gambier, Ohio is a town that is a very, very special place in my heart. It is the seat of Kenyon College, which is where I did my undergraduate. Um, nice. And then taught briefly there uh, later, which was a very different experience. Um, It sits in Knox County. There are, I think, maybe 2,500, 3,000 people in the area, Um, you know, 1,500 of those being students. Very, very small. So it's, it's like a, a town. tiny, tiny Boston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a tiny college town. Very good. Yeah, no, no. It's 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 a town without streetlights. Um, there is one long block of town, um, a post office, a bank, uh, a deli, and a bookstore. And that's really basically it. And this sounds like a very efficient setup for haunting. Yes. Um, like a, a ghost that really wants to optimize to do some like four hour haunting per week. Like that's the kind of town you want to haunt because you can thoroughly terrify an entire county by just haunting the like six buildings and, you know, a few homes. Like that sounds, yeah. that sounds like a, a good lazy ghost. Absolutely. Yeah. No, the campus at its, at its widest is a mile wide. Um, so it is nice. very small. It is very remote. Um, you know, there is, uh, you know, maybe, you know, a cornfield and a cow that kind of leans slightly to the left. And that's the only thing around it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sensing there's a specific cow that you're you know, calling here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also, it is like the most haunted place I have ever had the pleasure of living. Um, and I, you know, I will say, I guess at the outset, I do not believe in ghosts. Except... Okay. That is that is a good uh, prerequisite for living in a very haunted place. Uh-huh. No, I, I am absolutely sure they do not exist. It's absurd. You know, they could not exist. But boy, do I run as fast as I can 
at 1 a.m. when I'm turning out the lights and I'm the last in the building. <laughs> it's your hindbrain. Your hindbrain just understands. Uh-huh. Like as a kid, I had a set of stairs in the basement where like the, the stairs didn't have backs to them. It was like an open staircase type thing. So I I saw on Scooby-Doo or something at some point, you know, the thing where like the monster's hand comes out to grab your ankle as you're going up the stairs. And so every, to, to this day, my parents sold the house that I grew up in last year, but like, you know, until I was 25, I was like, oh boy, I am never, ever, ever not going to run up these stairs. And actually, speaking of Scooby-Doo, if, if, the, if the college campus is that narrow, a ghost could really, again, effectively haunt you in hilarious circles where like you can fear run across a mile wide college campus in like eight minutes. Even I could fear run that long in, mm-hmm. in like eight, nine minutes. Sure. So, you know, you can really just have a like, I don't know, a like Boeing, Boeing farce style, like haunting in and out of doors. Uh, that would be funny. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, and, and with a population that small, you can run that whole campus at the right hour of night and not see anyone that is true um mm. and you know that's living in a city now and as i'm sure you guys are in mm-hmm. new york you know that's it's a bizarre thing i mean we are living in cities we're never more than like maybe 15 feet away from another yeah, person that is true you know at most so yeah, sometimes as I'm coming home, I'll just like look and in my fields of vision, there are no people. And like there are people, you know, in the buildings or in the stores or something, but I'll just see no like human figures in my fields of vision. And I'll just be like, huh, like, did, did the zombie <laughs> apocalypse happen? And I, I didn't realize it. Like, the rapture just, happened. You weren't invited. Just the constant. I'm not going to be invited to the rapture. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, the uh, the, just the constant presence of people is like something that I've come to rely on. I actually have a great rapture story. Go ahead. Um, oh my gosh, please. The, so, so the day of I don't I don't remember what the date was, but when the guy said, I was like, oh, this is the day when you know everyone you know In the like rapture will happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I woke up on that morning, and there uh, I was living in this apartment with a little park across the street, and I didn't have my glasses on yet, and I like leaned over and looked out my window, and I saw someone with long brown hair in a white robe walking oh through the God. park. Oh my God, it's Jesus, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. What and did you yeah, think? I, I thought, well, I have, I, I, I made several bets wrong. Um, <laughs> well, I, 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 I misplayed this hand. And, <laughs> you know, uh, and then I put on my glasses and I realized it was a woman wearing a big white dress. Uh, wow. you know, kind of like an off-white beige. And I said, That's oh, amazing. okay, I'm, I'm probably fine. Speaking of ladies with long, dark hair and white dresses, what are the ghost stories that we have distracted you thus far from telling us? As I was saying, huge number of ghosts. Um, Stephen King, when he visited campus, wouldn't stay on campus. Amazing. Um, Smart. That's how hot it is, yeah. So uh, the one I'm going to start off with is is one of the most famous ones, and these are the ghosts of Old Kenyon. Old Kenyon is uh, the oldest dorm. On campus, as nice. the name suggests. Nice, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Now, now I'm also I'm also going to say uh, I I went back and forth on this, and I decided not to do any research uh, okay. and not to like refresh myself on any dates or anything because I feel like you know these ghost stories were all like passed down to me, and I feel like that's exactly, the appropriate like way to between, share them. Yeah, the uh, the generations. Jeffrey, yeah. you came on the right show to do that. You came on the right <laughs> show not to have citations for your research. <laughs> so. Sometime in, uh, like, the 30s, there was this big dance with one of the local women's colleges. Cool. And uh, so all of these uh, women had come onto campus and danced. And that night in this big dorm, it's a beautiful structure with these three um, 
oh, what are they called? Uh, spires. Um, nice. You'll see it a lot of a lot of the colleges, you know, logos and stuff like that. Um, but the the dorm burned, Ooh. and oh, oh, something like twenty or thirty people were trapped on the third floor. Yikes. That'll that'll cause a haunting. That's a way uh-huh. to do it. That'll that'll do it. Uh huh. And so they rebuilt this iconic dorm um, exactly, you know, to to the specifications from the old blueprints. Don't do that. Yeah. That's asking for a haunting. You know what you definitely shouldn't do? Recreate the dorm where all the people died. Uh-huh. Yeah, where they are now forevermore trapped and unable to leave because, oh no, you built their prison around them again. And then <laughs> a year or two later, people started noticing on the second floor spectral feet about a Ooh, foot no. down walking through the halls. Like an apparition of feet? Yeah, just feet sticking out of the the, the ceiling. <gasps> because they so built they went the back. thing higher than they uh-huh. did last time. They yes! checked the nice. plots, and it had been built just slightly wrong. Oh, that's so cool. Wow. And, I love uh, architecturally so... accurate ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Me right? too. Like, I, I respect a ghost that... Have you seen that video, Julia, of, of the, like... With a chicken, where if you have the chicken in your hand and you just kind of move the body around, the head stays in the same place. No, like, I've never seen that video in my entire. I'm going to show it to you after you finish okay. recording. But like, but like, just it, it's like a gyroscopic effect where yeah, like the chicken the steady head will stay chicken. stationary. Yeah, the steady cam. Exactly, that's the one. Uh, and and I love I love the idea that that the ghosts are like are like geolocated themselves at, at not only the correct latitude longitude but the correct like altitude. Uh, and it's just Very it's good. great. Uh huh. No, they were just sticking with what they knew. Um, so that, yeah, that's, and that's one of the, you know, the famous ones. And, um, sorry, uh, my kitten is trying to climb onto my microphone. Oh my God. That's okay. Is that Sweet Pea? It's Sweet Pea. Hey, Sweet Pea. You want to say hi? Please meow into the mic. Oh, (laughs) well, she just attacked my pop screen. Okay. 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 (laughs) (laughs) And you're gone now. (laughs) Cat out. As I was saying, lots of ghosts. The only spectral experience that I had, and again, I do not believe in ghosts, but (laughs) (laughs) it's late at night. I am down in the basement of the Bolton Theater, which is one of the bigger ones. Um, I've checked everyone out. I was uh, stage managing something, and um, uh, I'm the last one in the theater, so I'm locking up. I'm turning out all the lights. There is, in the costume shop, um, there's a big space where you can go back uh, into costume storage that is just racks and racks and racks of clothing. Deeply just creepy. Fluttering ominously in the breeze. Uh-huh. Exactly. Awesome. So I poke my head in, I call several times, I make sure it's empty, I turn out the lights, I wait a second, nothing. I close the door, I take a couple steps away, and there's this huge pounding on the door behind me. Oh, shit. <gasps> That's so much worse than a voice. Yeah. And so I booked it. <laughs> Good instinct. And I have no idea what it was. You know, an old radiator settling or pipes or oh some, you know, freshman who thought that they were in trouble because they were still back there when they shouldn't have been and then <laughs> ended up staying the night. 
uh, I was just in the costume say, shop. That was that was the correct self preservation instinct. Is like someone's trapped in there. Too late. I'm done. Yep. I I'm called. Out. I did last call. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> the ghost will will get them and uh, <laughs> maybe give and me a chance you. to get away. I mean, talk about horror horror movie logic. Like, you know, the horror movie person would hear the thing, be like, "Uh, Jimmy, did you get trapped in there again? Whatever," and then just like amble over and, and unlock the door and then get murdered. I, uh, I, I'm always annoyed good. with horror movies where I feel like, you know, there are reasonable ways to think your way out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah. I, I try to never get myself into those situations because I'd hate to look back and be like, oh, could have avoided you wake that. Up and you're like, damn it, Rapture, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> could have avoided it. <laughs> there were steps. There's a book. People tell me how to, gosh, wow. <laughs> the, the various theater and dance buildings have several ghosts, of course. Um, of course. The it's dance always the, hall. It's always the theater people that become ghosts. I mean, talk right? about concentrations of feeling and ritual. <laughs> it's all about that ego. We talked about this. Yeah, we did. We did. Millennial ghosts and Civil War ghosts and no other ghosts. God, millennial <laughs> drama club ghosts. Are there worse ghosts, Julia, that, yeah. that one could be trapped with? There is not. As former drama kids. <laughs> oh, we could attest. <laughs> so dramatic. No. So one of the other things Kenyon has is a really incredible swimming team. I mean, when I was there for a Div 3 school, you know, they were beating, I think, OSU and, you know, big Damn. real schools like that. And I think there was at least like one Bulgarian Olympic swimmer on the uh, on the swim team. Victor Crumb, um, nice. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> the Victor um, Crumb of swimming. <laughs> No, no, it's it's actual Victor Crumb. It's Victor Crumb oh, okay. where he like pulls that movie where they go back to high school. What whatever never uh, been kissed. Twenty one Jump Street. Never been kissed. I have no idea what you're talking. You're about. You're talking about a contemporary movie. I'm talking about an eighties movie. Julie, this okay. is very rare. This is um, <laughs> anyway, but but yeah, like actual Victor Crumb uh, retired to America, picked up a new sport, changed his name, and became just a Bulgarian swimmer at a college. That's, okay. that's, that, that's, that's basically thing. how I heard it, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, no. The the dance rehearsal hall at Kenyon is the old swimming pool. And oh. if there's any bad idea, it's build a dance floor over the old abandoned pool. That's how the you ghosts fill keep it drowning in first. over you fill it in with concrete. Julie, that was dark. I mean, like, the... That's what I'm just assuming. Like a ghost drowns, he tries to come back up. There's cement there. Sorry. Wolf. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. Now I feel bad (laughs) for the ghosts. You should feel bad for the ghosts. They're dead. I feel like I I, like I need to like start a movement to to preserve original architecture. You know, think of the ghost rights. Yeah. (laughs) Someone, this is it. Ready? It's us. It's Roman Mars, and the the like collection of our of our interests are preserving and like talking about interesting architectural things to the end of not trapping ghosts in you know by like rebuilding or paving over bad things like imagine how many ghosts are trapped in rooms that are now just walled off no (laughs) bad i don't like it or chimney ghosts where the the fireplaces in in apartments are now just all like bricked over sorry chimney ghost bye did you say bruno mars or roman mars roman mars okay because i heard bruno mars and i'm just like why would bruno mars want to get in on this roman mars makes sense yeah I, i your your surprised face seemed to me inappropriate to what i was suggesting <laughs> fair enough i did hear bruno mars though i would All i'm saying crossover roman we're open i would also listen to bruno mars ghost podcast though mm-hmm. wow talk about a good ghost hunter that could be great 
He just like sings at walls. He's like, there's a ghost over there. Uh, just him as a person. No, just him like, as a person. Just like his style. His just, he just like has a, has a cool crew. Like just a bunch of interesting hats. And I feel like that's important. I, if you're like looking around in like a, in a ghost hunting scenario, you want to be able to identify the silhouettes of your team members versus ghosts. And Bruno Mars has like a distinctive he's got the weird fedora hat so situation. No, no. But you see, then he, he's he's wearing kind of like slightly anachronistic hats. And that's what the yeah. ghosts are going to show up in. Oh no, you're right. Huh? Everyone in here is wearing a Victorian bowler hat. You need, what are you gonna do? You need who, everyone who on your ghost hunting team in like baseball hats, as contemporary as possible. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> like snapbacks. We, we will only have the most stylish. We will only have the most stylish of ghost hunters with us. <laughs> my my brain just went from hats to possessed hats to that new Mario game that's coming out, where he can like possess people by throwing his hat at them. I mean that sounds interesting. It yeah, but like think of these poor people that are being possessed by Mario's hat, and then that's what Bruno Mars happens to him. So so what we're saying <laughs> is that Bruno Mars is currently possessed by the spirit of Mario. Yes, that is what I'm saying. No wonder he can do such like in- incredible jumps in his videos. <laughs> so many flips. <laughs> the flippiest. That was that was a good tangent, guys. <laughs> Let's get back to the ghost in the dance hall. Right, ghost in the dance Maybe hall. Maybe a ghost has possessed us, and we were we are unable to actually get to the core of these ghost stories. So, in this dance hall, across this floor, um, you will at odd hours of the night find wet footprints going Ooh. through the. They now now they 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 uh, put a dance floor over the swimming pool, but they left the locker rooms unchanged. No, never do that. That's the first thing you tear out, bros. Yeah. The showers and the locker room. And that so you find showers on. You find showers on at weird times. Um, the swim team also has a tradition every year mm. of staying all night under the dance floor in the abandoned pool. Why didn't Seems they fill that with concrete? Wrong. Why? <laughs> Why? Seems so wrong. That is so scary, isn't it? Like mildewy and and cr- crackling. I want some photos. I, uh, I, boy, you'll have to have someone else take them because there's no I way will, I'm going go find there. them. <laughs> I, will, I will go into the spelunking internet and find them. I will spelunk myself some spelunking photos. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a tangential one, um, and it's not really a ghost story, but it is. It's similar, and it's exactly the kind of weird thing that grows up around this kind of town um some number of decades ago i think relatively recently uh one of the fraternities had i said that word very weird i'm gonna try that word again it's okay i kind of <laughs> liked it and i didn't say anything about it listen I just threw in another syllable it's fine lagunitas makes a very strong beer all right listen they do <laughs> excellent thing brought to you by lagunitas mm-hmm. not yeah. a pub and public brewery no so one of the fraternities has this um used to have this ritual where uh during um recruitment they would take their pledges and tie them to the train tracks that go past okay, the campus okay okay so That's... we're just asking for trouble in the worst possible uh-huh. way right? it's literally a 1920s villain move but go on yeah and if the Looney Tune would do it, don't. That's yeah. my only advice to people <laughs> pledging for fraternities. <laughs> so they leave them tied there. Um, but again, several decades ago, and the last time they did this, a train had been rerouted and no one was told. Oh, God. 
And yeah, so, but like that's the kind of thing that you that you prepare for. You check those train by not times. doing that. You, yeah, yeah. So one year, a young man was killed on the train tracks there uh, when there was a, a rerouted train. And now every year during recruitment, the pledges carry a coffin down the length of the campus uh, and down to the train tracks. And it's very strange. That's so creepy. I mean, that seems like, on the one hand, a sort of appropriate reminder, you know, of like, but like, what are they reminding themselves of? But like I'm the thing that they're doing? Super sure that they're doing it like drunk and probably not respectfully because they're frats. No offense if you weren't a frat, Jeffrey. <laughs> no, no, I was not. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, we're good I mean, then. someone listening is. But, but, like, I mean, the, I don't know. That's just, like, that's very macabre. Like, is it it's sort of, like, self, it's almost, like, celebratory yeah. of the, of the like, bad stuff that they did during the ritual that they're currently doing. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, or, or a reminder um, not to, you know, to be careful and to keep not people safe. Not to do safe. dumb shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I repeat, right. if a Looney Tune would do it, don't. That's a good. That's a good slogan. We'll put that on the t-shirt. I guess. <laughs> that, yeah. I don't think we can because, like, you know, Looney Tunes. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the uh, really the best ghost story um, was from this dorm called Caples. Uh, now Caples is a nine-story building. It is the tallest building in Knox County, so uh, that oh. should give you an idea of what this county is like. But I think I want to say in the seventies. Uh, a guy comes uh, up to his girlfriend's uh, dorm room on the seventh floor. Uh, she, uh, depending on how you hear the story, she has either just broken up with him or she breaks up with him when he shows up there. He's very, very drunk, upset. He goes to the right. elevator, uh, hits the button. It does not show up. So he wedges open the door and falls. Yeah, not great, buddy. Not a good choice. Not great. Now, what gets weird is what starts happening after that in that dorm. That's uh, what I like to hear. And, <laughs> and these stories were all recounted to me by uh, one of the security officers who lived in Gambier and who would uh, patrol the campus during the summer when no one was around and these buildings were all locked. That's pretty legit. Mm -hmm. That is pretty cool. Uh, Mr. Turner. He Thank you, said, Mr. Turner. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Turner. He said that there was one year when they got a security call that lights were on in the building. And they're like, well, no one's been in there. They go and they look up. And on the seventh floor, uh, one of the, the lights are on in a window. And they're just going all the way down. Lights on just in that row of windows going all the way to the first floor. Oh, that's creepy. Oh, sh oh yeah, like he oh fell. My God. Like he ah, fell, Amanda. <laughs> oh, no. They go in. They turn off all the lights. And then the switchboard calls him back and says, something's going on in there. Because... Cut the power to the building, burn it down, never go back. <laughs> never. On the seventh floor, there's a phone call from that room. And then from the sixth floor, fifth floor, fourth, third, second, first. No. Holy shit. I mean, that's the worst possible outcome. It's terrifying. Oh, my God. The um, P 
people in that room on the seventh floor uh, say that they've been paralyzed in bed a lot there, feel a presence. Um, there have been, again, weird problems with, you know, the the water running on the seventh floor when there's no one there. Um, yeah, it's terrifying. Oh. Jeffrey, I do not get scared from ghost stories very often. That one just gave me goosebumps. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, it's a good yeah, one, that right? That was so good. Oh. And like and so so specific to to that story. And like the like imagery. the context is what makes the like if you saw that happening at your college campus be like, "Wow, that's a weird coincidence that the people who are awake are in a in a row." That's funny. But you there's know. also no one there because it's summertime. There's no one there. That's creepy, but but also just knowing knowing the context of the story makes it so much more oh, horrifying. Man. And and to me that's that's why I like hearing ghost stories and talking about stuff. Like I don't particularly believe in ghosts either, but um the sort of like I don't know. I just, I, I, my brain gloms onto stories so much. And so if you told me a story about something that happened in this apartment that I live in and anything weird happened, you know, thereafter, my like hind brain, my pattern recognizing like reptile brain Mm -hmm. will be like, well, you know, they'll just fold it into the narrative. So I, I need fewer reasons to be nervous in my daily life (laughs) and, and just having, having a kind of uh, like envelope into which my brain will eager like remember and stuff weird things um i don't particularly want to do but it's also like thrilling to do you know so i i I love kind of hearing hearing ghost stories not about places that i frequent uh for that reason well i i think you actually hit on something really interesting there is that is how these like i i try man that's my one contribution (laughs) to this podcast (laughs) well but but how these how these real things become stories you know i you you made the point that, you know, all ghosts are old and Victorian or, you know, from the Wild West or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, what is the what is the point at which a story about someone dying, you know, often really horribly, becomes something that is thrilling rather than deeply sad? Oh yeah. I think you know? I think it's once when you have a community, so a college campus is a really good um, example of just ghost myth creating. Yeah, it's like the most fertile ground possible for myth creation. It, it's like a watering hole of people who are there to like self mythologize and to want to belong and to try to like become part of a community in such a short amount of time. And so that's what I don't know if that was the point that you were trying to make, Julia, but but like they they are so eager to like to hear stories and to believe in tradition and to perhaps contribute to that canon. But it's also so perfect because you this is a community that's literally changing every four years or every year, basically. Yeah, so you yeah, have people yeah. leaving and you have people, new people coming in. So the story continues to be told in like sort of a way like, oh, you didn't hear about Ted who fell down the elevator and that that continues to like metamorphosize. It's like into telephone. An like it's, it's in yeah. such a quick... Uh, quick turnaround like like you say it's not you know your grandma you know her grandma told her and like you know oh it's been a hundred years and the story was told between two people no it's quick urban legend telephone which it's perfect for a college campus and I love that that's so cool well and and especially with the student population you very quickly (laughs) get to a point kind of where where someone can become a saint you know where where (laughs) there is no one living in the place that remembers that person alive right and, yeah. and then they can be, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. 
no, it's weird. No, and and so I guess I don't know. I've been I've been thinking a lot of that, and especially that idea of myth creation. I don't know. Really came to my mind because I went to school in the middle of New York City. Like I don't, you know, I didn't have the building where these things happened, or um, you know, traditions of like, oh, that's the statue people paint, you know, and kind of cute um, stuff that I think of as the college experience. Uh, I did go to class every single day for four years in the building where the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire was, um, which is which is like a. So how were your classes? Uh, like not haunted there? It was like a note. I mean, it was very hot, but it, okay. it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a it was like a. a pinnacle of the labor movement in the United States where there was like a horrible um, fire in a, in a short waist, like a, cl- a kind of, you know, um, manual labor factory. Yeah. Uh, that is and why like I left. People. 110 <laughs> people died. Uh, in a was, fire. And like, yeah, like jumping out of the wood. Like it was everything you can imagine. It's horrible. And then once every year in the springtime, you'll be like, oh, that's weird. There's chalk drawings on the sidewalk. Oh, no, it's the day. And people like come and like write the names of the people that it's a, it's a lot. It's, wow. it's very macabre. But that was really anyway. But that building, you know, what that event happened in in like the the teens or the twenties. Um, so it's not as if we have like this long tradition of stuff. But anyway, I think especially the perspective of coming to college, at least for me, you know, I was so eager to like learn and to fit into a new community, you know, and to like carve out a place for myself and, you know, to, to be known by other people and, and to be part of their stories. And so just the idea um, that like something, you know, could happen and by the morning time, there's like a, you know, a legend about it or lore about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me is just so like, it's so sweet almost, you know, that people, I don't know, really want to belong and really want to like contribute um, to like the building of narrative, which is like inherently, you know, a, a collaborative process. Yeah, it's sweet besides the ghost part. Besides the death, it's very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's Here's another podcast. good subtitle for your podcast there. <laughs> there we <laughs> thank go. you, thank you. Glad we're on the same page. <laughs> those are those are the really those are the good ones. Are there dumb ones? Yeah, tell us the dumb oh, ones. Oh gosh. Too. <laughs> well, so so let's do let's go there. I'll I'll tell you my school's dumb one real quick if you please. want. Please. No, please. Um so I went to a school that was like it was probably only a hundred years old. Uh it used to be like basically parks and baseball fields and then they built up into a college. Um and the main campus would have uh they had tunnels because it's Boston and it gets crazy cold mm-hmm. and it snows a lot. Um, and so these tunnels were supposedly haunted, not for any reason, just because they were creepy and they had drafts a lot. Like there was no story that went with <laughs> they it. They were underground and kind was, of dark. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was just like, ooh, there's ghosts in here. And you're like, I don't, I don't think so. That door locks occasionally, <laughs> but other than that, like it's really not ghosty. But that was, that was the only Northeastern, uh, like ghost story, which like wasn't really a story. Hmm. Well, so so these are not these are not dumb ghost stories, but they are. So I'm gonna get a little personal here. I um, I have a thing called hypnagogic hallucinations, uh, which means that when it's it's a it's I think most often it's a like very slight form of narcolepsy, but it means that when waking up or kind of in the transitional periods between sleep and being awake, I hallucinate vividly. Wow, cool. Um, uh huh. Yeah, uh, and they are <laughs> most often it. deeply terrifying. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, and and but they so they were very very frightening until uh, I honestly until I got to college and started talking about them and realized sure. that you know I wasn't either you know there wasn't 
something deeply psychosis or something yeah yeah or or that like i hadn't figured out that there actually was a secret demonic conspiracy to take over the world and that like you know i each morning i was waking up being like ah that couldn't be real and just letting them spread further but um so my uh my first night in the dorm we had uh because we were in a dorm duct taped a bulletin board to a wall sure <laughs> and in the night it fell and so it makes a loud bang both my roommate and i sit bolt upright but neither of us know why we've woken up and i oh look down boy. at the end of my bed and there's a small girl crouched in a dirty white dress <gasps> with oh like stringy God. blonde hair and she looks at me and then looks over across the room at my roommate and raises up her hand to throw a shoe that she's holding at him. And I scream at the top of my lungs, don't do that. That's my roommate. Oh, no. And he goes, oh, man. I'm sorry, what? And I point <laughs> down to the end of my bed and there's nothing there. Oh, and I boy. look back at him. And I look at the end of my bed, and I turn over and go to sleep. So, Jeffrey, how long did that guy stay your roommate for? <laughs> you know, actually a I'm full year. Curious. No, no. Oh, wow, that's impressive. Fortunately. My roommate left after a semester, so I, I just, I can't judge. He, he did withdraw at the end of the year. Okay, there you go. <laughs> but but like, probably unrelated to their, their first night as roommates together. But, Gosh, but I like hope. that, you know... On on the one hand, like that that area between sleep and wake, you know, even even if um you have a kind of more more standard like sleep whatever situation, um you know you can still be unsure if you're sleeping or waking. Like that's oh, real. Like, sure. People can oh, sit yeah. up in the middle of the night and have full conversations with you. Like that that kind of sleep sleep shit is scary, man. Like yeah. that mm-hmm. that really just because like it, we all think that it's normal that for a quarter of our day we just all are unconscious and that we have vivid lives when we're doing that that aren't actually real and that are of our own creation like just the whole if, if i like take two seconds to think about sleep for too long i just like freaking go there you know what i mean listen i i have straight up woken up to like convince that someone was whispering whispering in my ear kill them kill them all now i'm like what the fuck it's <laughs> my brain like okay brain like that's where we want to go tonight okay oh boy but well, like i mean it sounds game, like your it sounds like your experience is uh is a degree more extreme than that it's it's often very terrifying um uh, you know partners and roommates have gotten used to kind of being like no be cool you're fine right there's nothing here and then i'm like oh okay cool i'm just gonna go back to sleep then uh, but i do, do think do you have a like touchstone style or strategy you know what i mean like or like do you have a kind of process around that um sort of like reality checking yes yeah and 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 actually often it is watching how the people around me are reacting to things and sure. saying okay are are these people panicking no is it is it does it make sense that there is a skeleton hanging from the ceiling yeah no not really mm-hmm. okay so I can probably eliminate this safely. And again, that became way easier when I I kind of knew, when I, I got to know other people who had yeah. this and got to, um, uh, could, could put a name to it. 
um, because Absolutely, they can say, yeah. okay, this is this is a thing I recognize, rather than having to sure. kind of fight that fight every night. Yeah, and like, you know, trading strategies and, and, and all that kind of stuff. It sounds similar to sort of, you know, panic or anxiety management, um, you know, and, and kind of strategies that I used to saying like, oh, well, you know, okay, like, let's actually try to think, you know, is this scenario likely or can I in this moment control um, this future that my brain is obsessed with, you know, uh, thinking about? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but ghosts. Yeah, but ghosts. But ghosts. <laughs> well, and, and you know, I, I think there's there's probably a lot of connective tissue there, um, mm-hmm. especially with weird sleep I, habits. I don't think so. They're, they're really incorporeal. That's really what defines a ghost. <laughs> but, um, hey, that was a really yes. bad dad joke. Yes. <laughs> Managed to make the guest joke. sigh in exasperation. <laughs> <laughs> it's the goal every time we have a guest on yes. for Amanda. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. There. But no, actually, I love metaphor and, and uh, you know, symbolic linking. But yes, there there is a lot. There There's a reason that these stories are coming up at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Have, have you guys ever run into a ghost in the wild? Yes. I, I told this on our, um, our hometown urban legend story. Um, but I almost... So Amanda and I did theater in high school. I started dating my current boyfriend uh, in high school. And we had we were had like a we were coming home late after a, uh, a hell night, and I we stopped the car to just like but the hell night was just beginning. Yeah, the hell night was just <laughs> beginning. Uh, we you know we stopped to make out for a little bit in his car, and then um, like a shadow went by. I got distracted, and then I looked up, and it was like a foggy night, and I saw a figure with like a large dog standing under a spotlight. I was like, we need to leave now because we're gonna get murdered. Yeah, horror. We we've been in some situations where like our horror movie instincts, uh, we we went against what we knew to be wrong. Like just us together. Like it seems yeah. creepy. We're out of here. You know, yeah. the creepy guy on the street across the street. Like yeah. you know, we we're pretty good at like at, at a minimizing our chance of getting murdered. I guess. I I I am guilty of. I get like really bad anxiety when I'm in a house alone. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just convinced that someone is going to break into the house and try and murder me. Um, so I've been guilty of the hearing a voice, uh, not hearing a voice, but hearing a noise downstairs and grabbing like a baseball bat or something and going to go check it out. Yeah, every time someone <laughs> knocks on my apartment's front door that I'm not expecting, um, and like I have a peephole, so on, on the way to the peephole when I'm looking to see who it is, I'm just like, what, is this the person that's going to try to murder me? And like I have a I have a, a weight and a leather man right next to my <laughs> my uh, door. I have nice. not yet opened the door with them in hand because if I felt that bad, I wouldn't open the door but like the other day like a a postal carrier came to my front door and I live in like in a big apartment building so normally they don't come to your actual door but he was just like dropping out packages whatever and so I stood there for like a good like five seconds I was like dressed like a postal worker seems like a postal worker this would be a great way to murder me am I going to answer this door or not (laughs) and so I I kind of want my package though (laughs) it it happens to me also wasn't expecting a package so I was like oh god but ended up being a normal postal worker y'all don't worry uh but yeah it was didn't get murdered not Amanda's ghost on mic right now (laughs) uh I I 
I don't know. Do ghosts have vocal cords? Actually, they must no, be. actually, I haven't touched you yet tonight, so hold on. All right, we're good. We're okay, good. we're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, ghost stories, uh, I, you know, I'm a pretty skeptical person. Um, my great-grandmother, so my grandma's mother, uh, was around when I was growing up, and uh, she was the ch- child of German immigrants um, and had a, a, like, talked about Krampus a little bit and, like, had a little bit of kind of lore um, to her and also had like the site you know like with, with sort of like uh premonitory dreams mm-hmm. or um seeing or just, ghosts and shit not like even yeah like i think she'd had a couple of experiences where she was like able to kind of talk to um or had the experience of talking to people who had passed away and my grandma occasionally um had that experience like you know with with her own mom after she passed uh but it's not a thing that we like talk about a lot uh which is sort of that's why i love those sorts of stories because it feels like it feels embarrassing and impractical you know and so like of course you don't talk about a thing that you don't think is probably normal uh and so that's what makes me uh, sort of believe in it a little bit you know over the like oh man i totally saw a ghost last night like that's like okay whatever buddy um but that that is what really gets me is the kind of small moments where the person's like you know if if you really want to know and then they go into it i actually just thought of another one hold Mm. on um so my mother when i was younger probably like early teens um she used to like to drag me to garage sales quite a bit i still drag you to garage sales thanks babe i know yeah (laughs) um and so we went to a garage sale and it was it was like a full house garage sale it was an estate sale oh no those i don't fuck with oh yeah you don't fuck with those but my mother was like i need a i need a uh, singer sewing machine we're gonna go and find one i mean i might go in for a singer sewing machine but i i don't want to walk into a house that was recently vacated by a spirit i just don't oh look at this gorgeous necklace it's very old (laughs) yeah Yeah, look at this mysterious box that when i open it robin williams comes out like no no jumanji yeah yeah but he's okay all right all right whatever (laughs) we're not gonna go to the specifics of jumanji robin williams is not a ghost in jumanji okay uh, Whatever. whatever whatever um so we're going through this house and um we walk into a bedroom and i walk in and it's like the middle of summer and i immediately get cold and i'm just like i turn to my mom like i do not have good vibes and my mother's like it's fine there's a sewing machine over there and just like walks straight into the room and so we go over we look at some stuff and then two small children probably like seven or eight walk in and one child turns to the other child he's like yeah this is where they found her she died in here i'm just like mom we need to leave right now oh, <laughs> oh no it was probably like someone's grandma died in that room and then uh just like yeah. the whole thing Oof. that's why i don't fuck with estate sales yeah. i know you probably shouldn't do that ever estate no. sales are fucked up my sister uh, had epilepsy when she was little and grew out of it, which was great, uh, and and I'm glad. Um, but she would often have um, these little like micro seizures, where instead of like a seizure as you think about it on TV, mm-hmm. um, it's just more looks like you're spacing out. Uh, and so for a toddler to be in the middle of talking to you and then just like just like just just I don't know just eyes glaze like that that kind of experience was like terrifying because it was like a medical event that I had to like be aware of as her caretaker but also I was like what is she noticing that I'm not noticing like it, it was always like like is there something here or, oh, or my, my assumption would be oh she's possessed now right or like or like that moment where you're talking to somebody and then their eyes like go over your shoulder and like their face drops because they like see an x or they see something weird you or know? like when cats just stare into the corner of rooms you're like what oh are yeah you seeing their cat cat what do you know that I don't what what divine portents are you sensing <laughs> we have a friend who has trained their dog when uh given the command blair witch to go and stare oh, no! will go and stare in a corner 
That's so fucked up. That's super fucked up. I Blair Witch holds a special place in my heart because my boyfriend Jake is a very big horror fan, and I was not until we started dating. And Blair Witch was the first movie that we he sat me down. He's like, "You're going to like this. Just sit down and watch this horror movie." And was it scared right? the shit out of me. Yeah, I loved it. It just scared the shit out of me because I kept expecting something to happen, and then nothing happens until the end of the movie, and it's just like yeah, terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> the suspense always kills me. Yeah. I have to watch that sometime, don't oh, I? Oh, yeah, you do. Uh, as a kid, the first time I saw The Exorcist at, you know, mm. slightly too young, I came home and my sister, my little sister who was four years younger and who oh, was no. at that time this very small, blonde, young child, nope. got really sick oh, and no. was thrashing around and rolling in her bed all night down the hall and i heard it all night and i'm lying there like this is how i go covers up to your nose like this Uh is it it's been it's been good it's been a good ride my sister is possessed and she's going to murder me (laughs) (laughs) this is how this ends yeah she crawls around along the ceiling i'm running (laughs) (laughs) well we all survived which is great yeah no none of us died too too young Mm -hmm. (laughs) Too I, young? Say, I say like I died like <laughs> <laughs> listen, and I've been a ghost this whole time. I guess people listening to this in, in twenty eighty could be like, Well, yeah, they they did have a pretty good pretty good run. One of them died at twenty nine, that sucked. You're like, oh, oh no, please don't don't jinx us like that. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, this is a this is a cursed episode. This that, is a cursed episode. Now that would be a pretty good episode title. And I mean, I think tying it back together, uh, I think the best part about that is it's because every community has these small urban legends and small like ghost stories that they're able to create this sort of universal genre of the you know the small town ghost story. Yeah, sure. it's That's awesome. Great. It's like a small town diner. Like I will eat at any small town diner and it tells me so much about the town. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the ghost stories tell a lot about the town too. They do. We should go on a tour of eating at diners listening to ghost stories from people who live there. That would be great. That would be amazing. New podcast coming uh, 2019. Sponsors. Get at us. <laughs> <laughs> 2019? We could pull that together by the end of 2018. We probably we could do, do that, yeah. <laughs> if we wanted to. Uh, well, Jeffrey, thank you so much for coming on to our show. I yeah. really, really appreciate you sharing these stories with us. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, and do you want to plug anything before we go? Like you folks said in the beginning, um, I am the executive producer of another podcast called Our Fair City, uh, which is an audio drama show uh, that is currently in its eighth and final season. So uh, find us on iTunes. Um, or on social media under Our Fair City. Uh, There's also a great band that you'll find on uh, social media called Our Fair City, and follow them too, but don't follow them (laughs) instead of us. Um, They're they're kind of like a 90s grunge, you know? Nice. Oh my gosh, yeah. awesome. I, I love I love that you're embracing the, you know, colleagues and non-competition angle. <laughs> like weird cross-pollination, but I'll take it, bro. So yeah, we'll be um, very interesting to Spirits listeners uh, because it is about mythology and the supernatural in the Midwest. So uh, keep your ears peeled for that we like that so into it you said ghost and ohio at the top of the episode and i said well i'm i'm in i'm, I'm fully sold in. us on these things <laughs> cool um well thank you so much and remember listeners stay creepy stay cool 
Spirits was created by Amanda McLaughlin, Julia Schifini, and Eric Schneider, with music by Kevin McLeod and visual design by Allison Wakeman. Keep up with all things creepy and cool by following us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and Instagram at Spirits Podcast. We also have all our episodes, collaborations, and guest appearances, plus merch on our website, spiritspodcast.com. Come on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritspodcast for all kinds of behind the scenes stuff. Throw us as little as $1 and get access to audio extras, recipe cards, director's commentaries, and patron-only live streams. And hey, if you like the show, please share us with your friends. That is the best way to help us keep on growing. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time. 